Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hey, JC, let me just pop right in here and just announce, because I'm getting a lot of questions this week, libertyfirstuniversity.com. LibertyFirstUniversity.com, education on the Constitution, government, American history, as if the founders themselves were teaching it. You can't get a better education anywhere but right here. So thank you guys for joining us today and the plot thickens. It's, I told you it's going to be the craziest week of the craziest year. And here we are. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Make sure you hit that thumbs up on the way in. Hit that subscribe button. Ring that bell so you get the notices and get here. There's some crazy things going on, JC, in this election. And I wanted to to show uh, the, the things that are going on in the states are just absolutely nuts. Here is a tweet. A tweet from Georgia. And I just simply, I, I don't know, man. I can't even, <laughs> can't even wrap my brain around this. Right? Here you go. Georgia Secretary of State says some counties, oh, forgot to click the upload button. Today. Today. Today, JC, today is the fifth, right? <laughs> today is the fifth. Okay. Somebody it's let like, them know an election took place. The day is the fifth. <laughs> She's announcing at 1042 this morning. Oops, two days after the election, the people in charge of the election forgot to hit the upload button. So, you know, we yeah. just sent out a reminder to them. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Take it easy. Been fun. Going fishing. Should we up? Should we? Upload the boats that we counted, boss. Just uh, over. I don't think that's something they wanted okay, us to do. Okay, okay. We're we're talking about not precincts, <laughs> right? Read this. We're not talking about precincts. We're talking about entire counties that forgot to hit the upload button in Georgia. Ah, great job, Georgians. Seriously, look at what she says. The bulk of those outstanding ballots are, guess what, JC? From Blue Counties. 17,000 from Chatham, 7,000 from Clayton, 11,000 from Fulton, 7,000 from Gwinnett, if I got my notes down right. What are you talking about here, people? If I got my notes. If I got my <laughs> notes down right. If I got my notes down right, I was watching CNN. One, two, three, four counties. There you go. I was watching CNN and taking notes. If I got my notes done right, four counties forgot, forgot to hit the upload button. This is today. No, this is today at 1042 this morning, two days after the election, somebody realized that. They forgot to hit the upload button. In all right, Fulton County. No, there are four counties. Mm. All, all, all in Atlanta. I'm sure. 
So I don't you know, know. Atlanta covers like three counties. Yeah. Oh, does it? Okay. So yeah. 159 counties in the state of Georgia. Uh, you you do this. I'll I'll read these counties off to you. I should have looked at this, but it just came through. My friend Jessica, uh, our our lawyer, stu law student friend, uh, who is uh, going to pass the bar here very very soon. Going to be a good part of the Liberty team. I am certain of that. Uh, sent these pictures to me. And these are not fake news, guys. These are actually screenshots of a Twitter handle, right? So the counties are Clayton. Where's Clayton County, JC? Atlanta. And Fulton County? Atlanta. And Gwinnett County? Atlanta. Oh, my goodness. And Chatham, Clayton, Fulton, uh, Atlanta. Gwinnett? Atlanta. So Atlanta, Georgia forgot they were in an election. Yeah, it's actually like 10 counties. I mean, it's, you know, it's all the Democrats. So it's like 50% of the Georgia, yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia counties forgot they were in an election and forgot. We, we got to know how many votes we need. Come on, man. I love this. I love this little dis, disclaimer, right? Is she a lawyer? Can you look that? Uh, Secretary of State? Yeah. Is she mm -hmm. a lawyer? I don't know. Or did she just lawyer up? Because that's very, you know what? That's that's very legal disclaimer-ish put in kind of, you know, layman's terms. Not my fault. If I got my notes down right, meaning included but not limited to. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this? No, no. She's not the. No, she's not the Secretary of State. Oh, I was about to say. No, this is she's a CNN reporter. Yeah. Yeah. University of Chicago. Yeah. No, no, no. She's she's not the Secretary of State. She just simply said uh, that the Secretary of State of Georgia Secretary of State said. Right. The Georgia, the secretary, Georgia Secretary of State says some counties have forgotten to click the upload button. Mm -hmm. So they sent out they sent a reminder out. Hey, guys, uh, just in case you forgot, we actually had a presidential election. I don't know if maybe you were too busy playing your clash of of what is that game? Everybody plays clash of crowns or something. What? I don't know. Clones, whatever that is. You were you were too busy watching. Um, uh, fear of the walk, fear of the walking dead or whatever it is you guys are doing over there in Georgia. Uh, but guess what? Uh, we had an election and apparently somebody forgot to hit the upload button. It's like she is a lawyer, actually. Journalism law, journalist law school. See? At Loyola. Loyola Get out of LA. town. Yeah. They have a law school that's a journalist law school. I, yeah, I don't even know what that is. That means she's not actually a lawyer. <laughs> OK, that just means that she went to journalist school and they talked about law. Come on now, please. Journalistic law school, whatever. Anyway, but, you know, we learned when I did those interviews with uh, law and crime in New York, when I did those interviews with law and crime, that there's a whole industry of people who go to law school just to be journalists to talk about the law. Well, there you go. If I got my notes down right, that is the layman's version of uh, including but not limited to, right? So in reality, it could be more. Could be more counties in Georgia that just stinking forgot to hit. JC, call me crazy because, JC, this is going to make JC laugh. For those of you who don't know, maybe you're new to the show, 
Chrisanne is not the most technologically savvy person on the planet. <laughs> not because I'm not smart enough, but I choose not to reserve portions of my gray matter on that kind of stuff. Not a techie. Not a techie, nor do I want to be a techie. JC was just laughing at me because we have a young lady that's coming on board. You guys know Sunny. Sunny's coming on board to help us. And we were talking about, you know, having a uh, daily planner device. And I was like, well, let's go on Amazon right now and, and order one. He's like, Chrisanne, Sunny is not your grandma. She actually probably would rather have an app than a book where she has to actually write things down in. No. Chrisanne is not a grandma, and she would rather have a book to write things down on. I know some of you guys are out there, you know, give me, I'm a tactile person. Give me something in my hands, right? And so. So kind of like the other, it's interesting in in this scenario that all the, all the places that we're waiting on, all the stuff that's behind, you know, counting after the fact are all Democrat strongholds. Yeah, but here's like, the let's thing. Let's wait to see what the margin is. Let's see how many votes we need. And then we'll get them in. Can there, this is where I was leading with my techie thing. Is there really an upload button, JC? I mean, would it be like shift alt, boom, gone? You know, I mean, what, what, what is, what is that, that about? I'm, I'm just asking from a guy who's a techie guy. Can you actually believe that somebody okay. like left that day and <laughs> just forgot to hit the send button on the email? Uh, I was reading. The IG report um, on the cybersecurity uh, agency, whatever, CISA, and uh, which was formerly the NPPP, I think, formed in 2007 and then uh, upgraded in uh, 2018. But anyway, I learned from that report there are 67 different voting. Um, programs, different systems, 67 different systems uh, in the 50 states, which means in some states they have even the same state doesn't have the same system. So, yeah, there could be an upload button <laughs> in whatever uh, Atlanta counties happen to be using. Ah, but I, uh, I guess, you know, uh, <clears throat> metaphorically speaking or whatever, the intent there is that no one forwarded they they those counties have yet to forward their tabulation information as now, of that 10 1040 as of 1042 this morning but i that, just want you guys to let, let's put that up there just to be clear jc as i will even give you the bigger version as of 1042 this morning they sent out the reminder for them to do that but what's interesting is that statement implies that they were counted and sitting there Oh, and we just forgot. We forgot to send in the information. Like uh, Trump was already ahead. We already counted that stuff. We didn't count them after the fact. We just forgot to send it. That that's the messaging that I get out of that. Like it's it's a smokescreen because everybody's saying, okay, now now you've come up with these ballots, and now there's all these numbers, and and somehow they're 100 Democrat. Yeah. And so yeah, the yeah. message is, oh no 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 no, we counted we counted these. Weeks ago, whatever. Yeah, we, we counted these already. They were just all that happened was somebody forgot to hit upload. They're not newfound votes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's what this second message implies. Right. That uh, the bulk of those outstanding ballots come from. Well, no, they're not saying they come from blue counties. It's not saying they already they already 
they already no, but counted she, no, them. No, she's saying forgot to hit the upload button, which right? means you, their numbers were not reported. Which right, which means they're already they've already counted. You you can't upload data that you I haven't collated. I don't know. Well, right? maybe no, maybe they do. Say, I don't know. Apparently, the message is we haven't counted them yet. We're working on counting them. She says we forgot to upload, which implies we already counted them. <laughs> But then in the same look, I just can't I can't even get past you lost me at we forgot to upload like right. this is your only job. It is like the, the thing that has dominated media for the last two and a half months. It is the big day. It's like being at your okay. wedding day and forgetting to say I do. But let's how do you do that? I mean, how do you do that? OK, but I think this is important. Let's let's follow Let's follow the the train of thought here. Do you want to go back to the first one? We no, no, stay okay. right there. Right because, there, got it. Because this train of thought doesn't add up. This is the point that I'm making. Okay, she says, forgot to hit the upload button. Yes. Okay, when you're in a position to hit the upload button, that means ballots are counted, data is sitting there. You just have to send it. Okay, the follow-on statements contradict the upload button statement. She says outstanding ballots, right? The ballots mm -hmm. yet to be counted. Right. That's what that whatever. means. Outstanding. Yeah. 7,000, 11,000, 7,000 from Atlanta. What is that? Seven plus seven, 14 uh, plus 11 is 25 plus 17 more is what? 30, 40, 40 some odd thousand ballots. And she says, I'm prayerful. We can get a resolution by the end of the day today. It may take a minute. It doesn't take a minute to up to hit and to upload hit, the, button. hit the button. You don't need a resolution at the end of the day. If the point was you simply forgot to hit a button. She said she further says Ful Fulton County Elections Director <laughs> further says they've cut their outstanding ballots to about 2000 and have sent tabulations over to be uploaded imminently okay so pressing the upload button contradicts everything that followed in that statement so eleven thousand from Fulton. is it you didn't click upload or are you still counting ballots that are appearing which is it so those statements they don't add up <laughs> i still can't get past we forgot to hit the upload button hey donovan jewett leading always hey this you guys Jonathan Donovan Jewett is always leading the march on the super chat. So we are ever grateful setting a great super chat example there. Donovan Jewett says King County, Washington approved two measures to appoint and change responsibilities of the office of the sheriff. Is that constitutional? Uh, not that I'm aware of in Washington state. They are constitutional officers and their duties are established by the Constitution of the state of Washington. Now, what might be there, Donovan, is a, a little tweaking of those duties. Uh, but remember, in Delaware, under, you know, the late Biden son's rule, they actually did eliminate by constitutional amendment the authority of the sheriff to do anything. So it would have to, to actually remove the executive powers of the sheriff would have to be a constitutional amendment. Now, will that, here, here's the thing, can they do it? 
Notice how Donovan answer asked that question, JC. Are you proud of Donovan? He said, uh, is that constitutional? He didn't say, can they do it? Well, they can do it, and it will be whether the sheriffs actually submit to this limit of their authority or not. That will be the big question. Because it's always never a question of what exactly is, uh, will they, can or can they not do, will they or will they not do. Because uh, that the answer to that question is yes, they will, and yes, they can. It's always a matter of how we will hold them accountable and keep those limits in place. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Washington County, where is Washington County? Uh, is that what he said, Washington no, County? No, no, County in Washington. King, uh, King, King County in Washington. King County in Washington. Where is King County in Washington? I believe that's Seattle. Oh, well, there you go. King County, Washington. Pull it up, up there. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle. Bellevue. Se- the Seattle in its suburbs. Yeah, Seattle, 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 Bellevue, Seattle, Tacoma, metropolitan area. Yeah, well, there you have it. They're the ones that want to defund the police. Now, that's a very interesting little development that we have there, sort of. Uh, digressing from our show topic, but here's the thing. If they defund the police in Seattle, then to fill that void, the Washington County Sheriff's Office has to assert their countywide jurisdiction. As most people don't realize that the sheriffs cover the whole county, right? And they just simply pull back in the cities to allow the city police the opportunity to do that job, sort of a, a delegation kind of thing, right? You don't have to, if you don't have the police, if you don't have police, you have to fill that vacuum, right? If I you don't, it depends on what they're what what or or keep keep that vacuum empty, right? Depending on what, which is what they're trying to do. Made to the sheriff. Hey, Donovan, send me a a link to the changes that were made hey, and we'll, we'll look, we'll look into that. Uh, yeah. Jan says King County's in Seattle. So send me, send me a link to those changes. It'd be very curious to me to find out what those changes actually are. That, that's very curious. Uh, JC. So we wanted to talk today about faithless electors. I'm going to hand the steering wheel over to JC because JC has done a lot of work to talk about this. The first no, thing, well, go to the last tab first, JC. I should have kept this for just a second. Go to the last tab up there because I want to set the background here. Mm-hmm. The Constitution, all right? The Constitution, Article 1, Section 1, Clauses 2 and 3, which this would be Clause 2 in, in specifically, sets the parameters for the Electoral College. And I want you to see how the Electoral College is built so that you understand how, why it's supposed to work the way it does. And it says, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct. That's the legislature of the state. So the antecedent is that, you know, our, our founders wrote with complicated antecedents. So you have to follow that wrong, along. A number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in Congress. Now, every state gets two senators. So that number doesn't even really count. 
but the representatives which the state has in Congress. So each state gets the same number of electors that they do have representatives in the U.S. House. So each elector is to represent the district, the U.S. House district in which they are appointed. Sure. Which means, now this is not how the Electoral College works now. But this is how the Electoral College was designed to work so that, remember, the president is elected by the state through the Electoral College. The president is not elected by popular vote. Popular vote is designed to guide the electors. How does it guide the elector? Well, the elector sees how their constituents in that district vote. So each elector is supposed to cast a vote for president that reflects the vote, the popular vote of their district, meaning not every elector is supposed to cast the same vote unless every district in popular vote elects the same press, chooses the same president. And so when you have this electoral college, you shouldn't have what we what we do have now winner takes all states mm -hmm. where the popular vote of the entire state says well the majority of voters in our state chose joseph biden so all our electors must cast their ballot for joseph biden the way the electoral college was established was that oh my district chose donald trump did not choose joseph biden so the popular vote of the state does not does not guide me the popular vote of my district guides me yeah. and so because we have these winner take all states just completely defying the purpose of the electoral college's function, we have a principle in law called a faithless elector. And that's just simply because I'm going to let JC get into the well, notes I mean, that he has, but a faithless, yeah. a faithless elector says, I'm not following the popular vote of the yeah. state. I am following the vote. Well, now it's the vote of my conscience, but it's supposed to be the vote of my district. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, just by tradition, you know, it's kind of been, okay, let's go with what people as a, as a whole said in the States. I mean, that, that's been the tradition, mm -hmm. right? But it's not, it's not the that, design. That, that's, that was not sort of the way, uh, the, the, the way it was nothing, nothing, nothing said that like, there was no statement to that. No, you, there's no statement to that, but that's the um, way it was designed yeah. during the ratification debates true, that was the true. whole purpose during the ratification yeah. debates so for as, the electorals so as you as you've gone along because what what happened through the early period so he, so you you look at it and say well the house districts because there's 538 so 538 were the 435 uh 435 house uh house of representatives right mm -hmm. in the districts but it's also included in that uh, the state senators, a hundred, hundred of them, uh, you know, represent the state senators. And then now three are the district of Columbia. Now, let me address here what Matt Dyke is talking about. Now, remember, we're talking about a term that has has was developed a long time ago. Faithless yeah. electors simply means they are not faithful to a party or a, a well, specific well, it's faith, faith, vote. faithful, meaning faith. 
well, it's it's, or, it's a more modern term in yeah. the sense of you didn't go along with the popular vote. So right. it really is it really is a bit of a brainwashing, yeah. so to speak, mm -hmm. because you're implying that was the intent from the beginning. That's how it's always worked. Right. But but that's not the case. So you yes, you've had it's been a rare thing. I think only ninety in history of so-called faithless electors. However, when you look in the early history, uh, there was no like big uproar, like "Oh, you guys didn't didn't go with the popular vote." Vote that's crazy. So you can see, even though a majority would go with the with the popular vote of the state, the thing about that is th the beliefs of that state were were more homogenous. Let's say so you didn't have such stark divisions mm -hmm. in that. So naturally, most of the di districts would be the same sort of thought as as the state because the state the state uh for the most part in early times represented a more kind of homogenous culture and ideas and values uh of of the state as a whole so so when you look through history and see you know you can see a lot of uh well i'm gonna say a lot relatively speaking but mm -hmm. you know you see up to 90 uh of these faithless electors that didn't go along with the popular vote now as we get into more modern history, we, we're moving further and further away from our constitutional foundings and really adherence and attachment and understanding to those principles. So you begin to see states, 32 now at this point, that actually have laws to punish uh, what they call faithless electors. To punish the people for actually representing their district. Well, if you think about, <laughs> well, again. Boom. And remember, the, the pledge votes are not are 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 designed to be to make the electors loyal to a political party that's even exactly and right. not even to the yeah, people. That's exactly right. So Thank a you majority guys. of <laughs> when you talk about where do these electors come from or right, who are these electors? Uh the parties essentially the party apparatus mm -hmm. chooses the electors. Cuz this was a big thing in 2016. There were 10 uh electors so so really when you talk about faithless faithless refers to faith to a party right so they're saying you're not doing what the party says you're not towing the party line um so 2016 10 people did not go with with their party right so they were essentially assigned or appointed or nominated out of the Democrat Party, Republican Party, and then when it came time to cast their ballot, they did not cast the ballot for their party's nominee. So 10 of those happens. Well, uh, three out of those 10 were in states that had laws uh, against faithless electors to where the vote was thrown out. So three were invalidated, but seven faithless electors votes stood. So there were seven votes that uh, we're going to go. I, I think. I think they were all. Dem all the seven were Democrats, mm -hmm. so that should have gone to Hillary Clinton. But they they, they did not vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, and and that was in response to this big campaign push about uh, basically being a faithless elector. There was a petition that four and a half million people signed, urging the electoral college members not to vote uh, for. Hillary or Trump or whatever. I think in this right. case it was for Hillary Clinton. So seven people voted for other members. Um, and this happened multiple times throughout history. 1796. 1796 is the only time that the person voted for the opposite party, right? The opposite, mm -hmm. the opposition 
you know, of, of the potential nominees. Now, 2016, they didn't they didn't turn from Hillary Clinton and vote for Trump. They just didn't vote for Hillary Hillary Clinton and they voted for somebody else. Right. They were like Green so Party votes add, and then the, right. the Native American lady. Yeah. And so in that case, like write in candidates or something. <laughs> at, at that case, it didn't add to Donald Trump's electoral count, mm -hmm. but it took away from Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So in this case, if you have the same scenario. All right. If we come out of this, we could potentially be looking at ah, a three or four point spread, a three, a four, maybe four to six point spread in the electoral college, and let's say six voters, six electors decide to abstain, which is what one voter did in in two thousand Bush Gore election. Again, another Democrat voter who decided to abstain. Uh, so she didn't vote for the opposite. She just didn't vote at mm -hmm. all. She didn't cast a ballot. Yeah. So imagine if six or seven electors don't cast a ballot when the difference is only now, JC, four I electoral vote. I cover that in my YouTube lesson on uh, on what happens when the votes don't come in. Because people are acting like, oh, my goodness, what do we do if we don't get the Electoral College votes in on time and that sort of thing? This has actually happened before. So if the electors don't cast their vote, then their vote is just simply not counted. Correct. And if it's not counted, it doesn't. So you have a, in you have a numerator and a denominator. Right. So the denominator is the number of votes they receive. And are, are, yeah, the number of votes that we receive, the numerator is the number of votes that that are for a certain party. Right. Or so I'm sorry, not for a party. That was a Freudian for for a certain uh, candidate. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to have uh, what is the total number? Five hundred thirty eight electors. Five hundred thirty eight is a total. Five hundred thirty eight electors. If you have 530 electors, mm -hmm. then you have to have a majority of 530, not a majority of 538. So the right. number is changed depending on how many qualified electors they receive. Because remember, we do have a history of electors being disqualified as well. Correct. So four times. And you said that some just didn't turn in their votes before last yeah, year. In, or something. Two, in 2000. Remember the Bush Gore fiasco with hanging chads and and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, one one uh, lady abstained. She was and it was a protest vote. She called it a civil disobedience vote um, or civil disobedience abstention because uh, she she advocated for representation in Washington D.C. and she was an elector from. She was one of the three electors from Washington D.C. And she didn't mm -hmm. cast her ballot. And right. Now, now think about that. When you're talking about, um, let's say you have a spread of six <laughs> electoral votes, you're not mm -hmm. talking about an entire state. Right. Because think about it here. Two states, which I think is important <laughs> here, when you talk about w 32 states mm -hmm. have laws against faithless or to punish faithless electors. Now, when they do this, uh, even when the electors are punished, not every case uh, throws out the vote. Not every right. state changes the vote. Like, so let's say, okay, here's an elector that went from Biden to Trump. They will say, oh, pal, you got to now pay $500 fine, but they don't change the vote. Right. Because they're on, sh they, some think they're on shaky ground. Now, the Supreme court has made different opinions, but here's, here's what's, here's, what's a critical thing. 
uh, in the 18 states that don't have faithless elector laws. You know who two of them are? Who's that? Georgia and Pennsylvania. So now think about it. Georgia uh, has 16 uh -huh. electoral votes. Right. So it's not like you have to flip a state completely red. No. Let's say, let's say, uh, let's say they, they steal or flip or whatever. They get Georgia. They turn Georgia mm -hmm. blue or what have you. And what if six electors out of that group, like we know Georgia Democrats, many are conservative right. Democrats, right? So maybe they look around and think, you know, there's enough evidence, preponderance of evidence to me to tell me this election was fraudulent. Well, now here's and another. I can in good conscience vote for this guy. So then you have six just sit out. Yeah. There's Boom, an, you've changed the election. You have another com complication here, though. So even though Arizona and Nevada actually have faithless elector laws, the courts have said that in many cases, the faithless elector laws are unconstitutional. So if you have a faithless elector in Arizona or Nevada who operates based and, and asserts a constitutional argument against the state's yeah. laws, then now all of a sudden you can have a faithless elector legally within the states that have faithless elector laws. Which uh, would extend this thing even further. So you're talking about yeah. December, uh, in this case, December 14th is when the elect yeah. electors cast their ballot. January 6th is when the Congress would certify mm -hmm. or Senate, right? Certifies. Uh, and so that's the date of the true election mm -hmm. when in January 6th. So then sometime between that period of really after the four, December 14th. And so then the state says, no, no, you can't do that because for instance, uh, 2016, the three out of the 10, one of them voted for Bernie Sanders and then and then the party forced them to vote for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. So if you got a case like that, that person could then sue the state after December 14th. So you're now you're talking about the process of going through the court to the Supreme Court. It'd probably be expedited to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And you'd have to go through that however long that would take to try to get that sorted out prior to January 20th. Right. I mean, so you you could potentially I'm not saying any of this will happen. But just just the way our process is designed, decided, you could literally not know who the president is up until the 19th of January 2021. In light what, of right, electors and lawsuits. Right. Because of the lawsuits. Correct. I mean, because the date to count the vote is, is the sixth, set by laws right, by the, the sixth. sixth but right. Then you, you, but then it would the contingency of the result of any pending right. lawsuit would be hanging over the 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 quote unquote final uh, election. I rebuke that. I totally January. rebuke that. I totally rebuke that because I want the year 2020 to end on December 31st. I don't want the spirit <laughs> of, the, of of the year 2020 yeah. to to cast itself into 21. I am. Yeah. I rebuke this. Let me tell you what, JC. I am going to have the largest. January 1st celebration. Let's hit those super chats, JC. Uh, on the planet in 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 uh you know 2020s end of the year. Uh boss 351 super chat. What are the stipulations to get a contention uh, to get a contended election? You know, boss, that actually depends on the state because remember, according to the constitution, the terms for the election are established by the state. 
So you would have to, there's a state law in there somewhere or another. Donovan Jewett, $5 super chat, technologically challenged here. Yes. I think I sent a leak link to your Facebook page, if not the young man to your right, <laughs> with Thank all you, the sir. tech savvy could find it. Thank you, sir. Yes. So JC will look for that for you. No, so look at this. I want to show you this. So in light of right, this information, because you think, man, this is a conversation that needs to be had. Okay, watch this. This is the <laughs> this is the freak out. It is it is happening. Okay. This is uh well, this is not the left, but New York Post. Here's their article having the conversation. Faithless electors present scenario that could keep Trump in the white. Oh, I can't believe somebody's uh, actually talking about it all of a sudden. Fortune, faith, faithless electors could decide the type 2020 election. Uh, this is the Atlantic. A single person could decide the election. Yet another reason to curse the electoral college. By the way, this is a oh, to attack electoral there college. There you go. All of this uh, is. USA Today. Um, what is this in Massachusetts? Mass live local. Uh, so it's all over the place. Well, they all come here's, out of the same newswire. Um, media matters even. Okay. Media matters is basically saying, you know, the, the right is, is, uh, stirring up this conversation. So JC, all of so this is orchestrated then again as a pro popular vote movement. Correct. To look, eliminate look at, the, electoral the electoral college and yeah. the one vote movement. Yeah. Whoa. Mer, you know, my founding mothers were were smarter than these people. Uh, yeah. You know, the yeah. same people that they try to tell us are were dumb and dead were actually smarter than the majority of, of this one vote population. Maddening on to our own destruction. Well, that's now, what they call this, right? Yeah. Well, you know, now obviously this is the narrative for everything, but you know, now the the narrative is uh, the, the 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 framers were against direct democracy because of you know racism, slavery. Yeah, but direct democracy <laughs> that brought us racism and slavery is the same de democracy they're wanting. Right. So that was what cracked me up. What? Who was that? That was um. Oh, that idiot over in CNN when they were talking about the voting and they're counting the votes. And we had protesters outside of the office. Where was that? We were watching that video. Protesters oh, outside yeah, the yeah, office yeah, yeah. to Michigan. make in Michigan protesters outside the office to to tell the people they cannot shut down. They got to keep voting. Right. And so come on. What's his name? The guy that was the CNN guy that that. Trump ticked off and they actually kicked out of the press conference yeah, guy. Yeah. So anyway, somebody will tell me who he is. Anyway, he's like, these people who are protesting there. Is that the picture? Yeah. These people who are protesting are against democracy. You idiot. That is democracy. Democracy <laughs> is what is, is the mob showing up. <laughs> so these people are but dumb, just, but dumb, dumb. You got to be in media to be that right, dumb. Which is how he was characterizing it. It's you got to get a CNN paycheck to be that dumb. It's not actually what it was. It's it's not the mob showing up. No, fact, it was a organized protest, right, uh, against voter fraud initially, essentially. Um, and but they they uh, are spinning. They are spinning it to with with the narrative of Trump. Armed Trump supporters attack a voting center. Mm -hmm. That's basically how they're spinning it. 
But it's interesting. Here's an interesting uh, headline and story where the progressives are mm -hmm. actually not happy about the results of this election. Yeah, Jim Acosta. They're not happy about the results of this election. So this is in their own words. This is an intelligencer, I think, is uh, some kind of sub publication of the New Yorker. 2020 election has brought progressives to the brink of catastrophe, it says. And why do they say that? <laughs> Notice this. Uh, they're talking about they they uh, they believe there was a blue wave coming. Well, that didn't happen. Republicans actually made gains in the House, uh, have thus far held the Senate and probably will continue to do so. Uh, Republicans made gains in nearly every state legislature in the country, which is crazy. You have this sort of you actually didn't have a blue wave. You had a red wave at nearly every level. Yet somehow that didn't translate to the presidential race. Right. But the fact that they didn't get their blue wave, so they their control of the House shrank and they did not take control of the senate this is what the progressives well, they, are saying yeah but they can't can now because they don't have control of the senate they can't pack, they can't the, pack court. the court but can't but pack more the court. than that that's so this, a big deal th these are the words of the progressives not my words but a progressive publication saying the biden presidency will be doomed to failure before it starts he won't be allowed to appoint supreme court justices Nothing. or appoint liberals to major cabinet positions, sign his name to a major piece of progressive legislation. And that may very well mean that the U.S. government will not pass any significant climate legislation, expansion of public health insurance, immigration reform, gun safety may laws well mean. this decade. This That's is not what happening. The GOP, this is what the uh, progressives are saying. Uh, and Republicans are likely to grow their majority in 2022 because there's always a midterm backlash against the winner of a presidential election that happens Pause every there for a single second. midterm. Pause that for a second. So let's complete this scenario then, right? So number one, because we, we don't want to give too many big bites before we, we just break this down. If because they did not flip the Senate, they they won't be able to push through their progressive agenda. They'll actually be opposition and they're not going to be able to to do what they wanted to do because the whole goal was or their whole vision was this big blue wave that takes over everything so number one they won't be able to do anything because they don't have the senate and remember i didn't even think about this when we first thought about this i mean my first thought was well they can't pack the court well they won't even replace anybody on the supreme court they won't even get cabinet members no, nothing. None of that's going to happen. Not only Supreme Court, but the entire federal judiciary. Yes, the because whole remember, federal judiciary. Trump yes, put I don't know, like a thousand or more. So mm -hmm. Trump has put uh, has appointed uh, federal judges throughout the entire federal judiciary. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're all, all of them are good, but uh, they're they're certainly not progressives. Mm -hmm. um, so they won't be they they won't be able to do anything within the federal judiciary. In other words, it. It will stay like it is. That's which is not not great everywhere, but it's but it's not what it was under Obama at this point. Number two, number two, midterm reactions. Yes. Number two is the midterm reactions. Historically, 
Always. There yeah. is a midterm 100%. response. 100%. There is a midterm response to the election of a president. Yeah. And there's always a flip at midterm uh, opposite of whoever holds the a, presidential a, office. Yes. Not, so not necessarily, not always a flip, but always, always, well, yeah, uh, losses, too always, always losses, always losses to the party the of the incumbent party. So right. the president, it's the president's party. So what does that mean? That means if Donald, if Biden wins, remember, they did not get the Senate that they wanted. If mm -hmm. Biden wins, they will likely lose more Senate seats and they could lose the House altogether, which they, they means are very likely to lose. the yes, House. They're, which, they're almost guaranteed to lose the House, which means in four years, mm -hmm. they're even further behind the curve yeah. to get a, a completely because the whole goal is to get a House, Senate and president all the same party. Mm -hmm. Right. But if Trump wins this time. Then then the midterm reaction goes against Trump. And even though Trump might be president, they could flip the Senate. Yeah. Democrat and increase their hold in the House. Am I right in that? Because uh, you're the you're the wonk, the political wonk guy. But that could be their fear. Yeah, because then it, it is. OK, that's the benefit the, of Trump winning is they actually get more. Well, they have more power I, so, at midterm. So here's where I think that could be a historical exception. All right. Um, and that is because I don't I don't think this election, the election results that they get will be legit. And even if it is, here's the difference. It's incredibly razor thin. And I and, and let me let me explain what I'm talking about. OK, let's be very clear. And I think this is this is one of the arguments for the basis to. Uh, question mm -hmm. the presidential election results um, doesn't mean and, and I'm just I'm just trying to make an objective argument. OK, so it could be one of two things. All right. And what you have is the down ballot races, basically, mm -hmm. basically a Republican. You had a Republican result for practically all the down ballot races. OK, so look at Michigan with uh, I think it's like uh, 40,000, 49,000 down ballot GOP votes, mm -hmm. but yet 64,000, uh, for Biden, the president, that's over, that's over a hundred thousand vote difference, a hundred thousand vote swing, which yeah. makes no sense. So two explanations, the result being shown for the president is fraudulent, uh, or you, you had basically all these Republicans vote Republican but could not bring themselves to vote for Trump. So you would have to say that all of these voters were were the Bill Crystal Lincoln Project voters who, yeah, we like Republicans, but we don't like the Republican at the top of the ticket. OK, I don't think I don't personally believe in that second explanation, uh, but those are the two possible explanations, which is why I think uh, in, in either of those cases, why I think you would not see if Trump pulls this out. Uh, I don't think you would see the typical massive backlash in the midterm elections. And remember this, here's another point to that. Uh, even though every midterm historically goes in reverse against the president, the sitting president, the one, the one against Trump, after his election, the midterm 
for Trump was the smallest backlash in midterm history. Yes. So yes, yes, the House lost seats. And again, they were predicting a blue blue wave or they were messaging a blue wave at that time. It wasn't even close. They still claim there was a blue wave uh, by virtue of having gained seats in the House. But it was the smallest gain in midterm. It history. wasn't a blue wave. It was a blue ripple. It was it was a blue. Ripple. It was not. It was a blue sputter because <laughs> it, it was actually worse than any other Democrat. So retake in history. Let me see if I history. let me see if I got this. So in summary. The traditional reaction of the last faithless electoral event was the last election, 10, 10 of them. Yes. So um, in reaction, well, okay, let me, let me, let me back up here. So in summary, the usual midterm reaction is a vote against the incumbent president's party for right? various for reasons. various reasons. But you believe that won't if Trump wins, that won't necessarily occur. And I, what I'm hearing is because of the lack of faith in the elective process, the people are going to be like, this is nuts. We were actually Trump may have won, but we were robbed. And we're going to show up in greater force. We're going to show up in yes. greater power. We're going to we're going to campaign harder. We're going to door knock more and we're going to get even better wins, because I think a lot of people forget not only on those ballots were the president, but so were House reps and senators and local candidates and the, the fraud doesn't just impact the president and impacts a lot of candidates on there yeah. and the people are going to come out, especially Trump voters who are or the Republican voters as a whole are going to come out, uh, in, you know, upset that they were treated this way and, and make sure that there's no room for voter fraud. They're going to go over the top. Does that sound right? Yeah, the progressives are. And this is not just uh, our theory. It's not just my ideas. The progressives are saying, are fearing and declaring that. If Biden wins because they don't control how because they don't control the Senate and they lost seats in the House and they lost all these state legislature seats that the Biden presidency in the first two years will accomplish nothing and that they will lose big in the midterms. And they said this is mm -hmm. the progressive speaking. They will not be able to regain power until 2028. Right. So. Silver lining, maybe if, if you want to look at it that way, uh, whatever. But uh, the, the in the in the progressive sort of inside channels, ultimately, they're not happy about this result. First off, because Biden's not really their guy. It's not right. I mean, it's it's the no, people it's, underneath. They, yeah, it's they were Kamala. hoping they were hoping to be able to ride Biden's uh, a, a, a appearance of being a moderate sneak in their progressives well, and, and carry out their progressive agenda. Now they're realizing even if Biden gets in there, that's not going to happen. And they're going to suffer backlash and be booted out of power uh, for another six, another eight years, basically. So but but even in their own statements, JC, this this is their language. Look up here. You have um, uh, we have. 
we will not that mean it may very well mean that the U.S. government will not pass any significant climate change legislation, Correct. expansion of public health insurance, immigration reform, gun safety laws or any progressive legislation. Mm. Yeah. They didn't talk about Democrat legislation. Right. They're talking about the uber left vision for America. They're not going to I've. Joe Biden has not been a proponent of the uber left vision and the people that they're getting with putting Biden up there as the as the figurehead. And I keep saying the baby boomer Democrat generation, they're not uber left progressive vision either, which is why they put Biden up there, because if they had a major constituency of a uber left progressive vision, then they would have put Kamala as the president and they knew they couldn't do that. That's correct. See, Biden is a figurehead. He's yes. gone. He's gone. You've given him a year. I give him six months. Uh, if I was Biden's wife, he'd be out now. But well, this is all just to get Kamala and her people in power. That's the only reason that Biden is in this election. But here's the... Um Here's the sort of warning side of this view of the radical left. If they're basically saying that all of this effort that they put into this and gaining the White House with Biden will only result of them in two years being locked out of power mm -hmm. until 2028, uh, wouldn't that imply an increased desperation on the part of the radical left? And 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 then do, would we expect to see more and even worse from Antifa and BLM and the violent wing of the progressive left uh, movement? Yeah, because they're 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 going to quickly become very frustrated when Biden is unable to do essentially anything. And right. then when Biden and Harris result to resort to issuing um, dictatorial executive orders, that's only going to add fuel to the fire. Yes. And here's the other thing. So Biden winning is actually a loss now for the progressives, no matter what they do. But a Biden loss also takes those violent tendencies of the the uber la radical left it just brings them closer and puts it sooner. in their advantage, because yeah. now here's what happens. You have every mainstream media outlet out there talking about how Biden is going to win this. You have Biden himself standing up and making a statement of I'm not just here to, I'm not here to announce that we've won, but we won. we won. So now what happens then if Biden does not win because of a faithless elector or because some state overturns or because the Democrat Party backs out and says, OK, um, this is actually Donald Trump's win. That is a win for the left, because now they have. They are this uh, this flip becomes the catalyst for their violent wing to create even greater chaos in society. And it's a win for them that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's, it's these uh, people want violent chaos. 
if they did not want violent chaos, JC, and, and I may be stepping out here too far, but if they did not want violent chaos, they wouldn't be using terms like violent protester. And they wouldn't be ignoring facts of burning down buildings and destroying donut shops. And, you know, a pro one of their violent people actually shoots somebody and the way they report that. Or you've got, remember the CNN guy standing there reporting with the building burning behind him saying it's mostly a peaceful, peaceful protest if they did not want the violent reaction they would have condemned it but they did not they encouraged it yeah and and again all of these scenarios are hypothetical at this point because it, it's still not over i mean we're yeah. talking about hypothetical si yeah these are situations. all hypotheticals these are scenarios possible um, scenarios that you're not hearing anywhere else but are actually i think more viable than yeah. anything else we've got out there because it is it is still entirely within the realm of possibility that donald trump wins uh wins pennsylvania and nevada and and then when he holds Georgia and holds uh, North Carolina that are allegedly still mm -hmm. outstanding, uh, that's it. He's the president. So they've not declared Joe Biden the winner because they can't. They they don't have the votes in uh, yet. And there's no guarantee that they're going to get the votes. Mm -hmm. So this is not over. And even even if they were. Uh, to declare this, then you you've yet to go through the process because the Trump administration is uh, suing Nevada, suing Arizona, suing in uh, Pennsylvania, suing in, I think, Georgia, North Carolina and Wisconsin. So it, there's no question in my mind that they're going to fight to the very end. Trump's going to fight to the very end. He's not going to stand up and voluntarily um, capitulate and bow out when they firmly believe that uh, there have been irregularities in this process, not to mention, as someone asked the question earlier, um, th th these state courts unconstitutionally overriding state-created election law. Yeah. And remember, the Supreme Court essentially punted on these issues. By the way, the Supreme no, well, they, Court no, it was no, 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 no. It was worse than a punt. They actually contradicted themselves. Yeah, but they could have settled this weeks ago when when these issues came before them. The Supreme Court could have headed off all of this controversy, all of this potential unrest, all of the lawsuits. They could have headed this off weeks ago. They didn't. And now this is going to have to go back to the Supreme Court with the question of can courts. Uh, change election law midstream, contrary to state constitutions and or contrary to state law and contrary to the U.S. Constitution. Mm -hmm. uh, and if if you if you support the rule of law, there's only one way that the Supreme Court's opinion can go. Okay, mm -hmm. so I think the only choice that the Supreme Court there the Supreme Court will make two decisions, in my opinion. One, they they will rule against the subversives in mm -hmm. these states or they were issued their opinion against the subversives in the states or as you've mentioned before they will simply not grant certiorari and not get involved at all which would be a travesty because they essentially allowed this mess to be created by not 
nipping this in the bud when they should have. Now, let me mention to you, there is nothing new under the sun, by the way. Let me just go ahead and show you this this uh, political photograph from 1948. You have the J Chicago Daily Tribune announcing in 1948 that Dewey defeats Truman, when in reality, Truman, we all should know in history, actually was elected president. And so um, all the media has been... Uh, wrong out front trying to deliver their narrative for a very long time. Yeah. And so this whole thing of Biden declaring himself uh, the winner and Biden declaring himself and the media declaring Biden a winner is is just, it, you know, I mean, it's just simply wrong. What you have there, Dewey defeats Truman. No, Dewey did not defeat Truman. Truman was actually our president. <laughs> How does Pelosi get reelected term after term? Uh, Pelosi represents San Francisco. <laughs> uh, that's an easy answer. Oh yeah, that's a that's an easy <laughs> answer. Uh, you want you want to think you hear people talk about the about the Las Vegas mob, right? Okay, in California, the big cities have their own kind of political mobbery. So yeah, I I wouldn't even know. I'd be know, like, why did Harry Reid keep getting elected over and over again? Well, I, I know we're tad go. over time, but I think it's safe to say if the Supreme Court issues the correct opinion that judges cannot override state law and, and the U.S. Constitution uh, in reference to elections, it's safe to say that the leftist street anarchist will lose their mind. So you better protect life and property or be ready to protect life and property if, in fact, uh, this goes all the way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court issues a correct opinion. Yeah, who knows? Um, I'm a believer in miracles. So Amen. miracles can happen. It would be a miracle at this point, or it could be just, you well, know, either way, I think that that the left has has sort of overshot the bow. They were looking for a a, 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 a middle launch of torpedoes into, you know, to the center of the ship and a complete sinking. And I think at this point, their arrogance, their overconfidence and their incompetence means that they missed the mark completely. Yeah. And and that may have been their only large thing. You know, it's it's like I said earlier, this is like the the democrats hail mary that ended up in a fumble mm -hmm. right they're like we're gonna get this we've got the greatest quarterback and we've got all of this and we're gonna win this with the big hail mary only to get to the end zone and it fumbles and that's what it feels like to me it feels like either way no matter how this goes it's not gonna work out the way they wanted to there is no progressive mandate. That's what they were claiming. The blue wave will demonstrate a progressive mandate. There is no progressive mandate. The country did not overwhelmingly uh, support Marxism. It's that's not happened, and it's not going to happen in America. No, and I don't. It's I not still going. Don't think, that's not who we are. Yeah, even with whatever whatever wins you see or or allegedly see wherever it is, um, a, a lot of these folks. They didn't vote for Marxism because they still they still do not connect that to mm -hmm. what is currently known as the Democrat Party. They still don't do it. They were <laughs> most of these people voted because Trump's a racist. Uh, Trump's mean. 
you know, that all this sort of propaganda nonsense. Uh, but the progressives, you know, want to claim they have a mandate to to uh, turn us into the Soviet Union. And this is a razor thin margin. And I think there's a reason why they are not happy. Uh, they are upset with the outcome of uh, all of the elections outside of the presidential election. And it's going to be very difficult. And, and they they are saying that they see dark days ahead for their uh, their sustained uh, future of progressive praise God because we are not more, European yeah and I think that will make them more desperate and so for the if, on the ground violent yeah, coup so if you if you think 2020 was crazy and and I know you said you want 2020 to be over <laughs> I, I do um, want it to we, be over. we may simply <laughs> just have 2020 on steroids in 2021 I mean because think about it the progressives are out there publishing look look at this is a published article in the progressive paper after they've allegedly won the presidency. They're declaring failure. Yeah. You even in the midst of what's supposed to be a victory. Fumble. You don't think that leads to desperate insanity. Fumble. Fumble. I'm hey, look, you, look, guys, let me let me look you in the face. This is more important now than ever. It is more important now than ever that you that the American people understand the Constitution and how it's supposed to work. It is more important now than ever that we start educating ourselves on our state constitutions and how that's supposed to work. It is more important now than ever that we get involved in state and local politics. I think tomorrow there ought to be movements throughout the states to change how elections are conducted legislatively on the state level. Tomorrow, don't wait for this election to to settle out start tomorrow pushing legislation to end the chaos and we can't do that unless we're properly educated and because this is our show because this is what we do it is more important now than ever that we get educated we have libertyfirstuniversity.com uh, online we have uh, chrisannhall.com online. We have online training. We have in-person training. We are going to be in Texas um, this weekend. Now, let me tell you, in Texas this weekend, we are going to be doing a program in Texas this Saturday uh, from 9 to 4. This is the Constitution Boot Camp that outdoes every constitution boot camp you have ever heard of before in your life. If you are anywhere able to fly, drive, run, uh, walk, crawl to Texarkana, Texas on Saturday and be a part of this uh, Liberty First Roots of Liberty seminar, be there. Be there. Now, our, our uh, afternoon talk to the students is not open to the public, but on the 8th, we will be in Gilmer, Texas. Now, you have to you have to register. You have to pay because it is a dinner. But you can get in touch with the East Texans for Liberty right now and sign up for that and be a part of this training. Please, I have to, have to, have to beg you. 
don't let the Trump slump kick in again. Please don't resign our position if Trump wins. We are, JC, tell me if I'm wrong. We are at this fight because so many people, when Trump won, went, huh. We can't go, huh. White hats, Gavit. We have to go. We've got to keep fighting. And we must get back the knowledge and virtue that James, that Samuel Adams talked about so much. Let me say this finally. Uh, so I am not trying to speak anything negative into reality. I'm trying to expose what is already the reality. But here's my prediction. If the Democrats are able to take this election, uh, I, I predict that much like Gideon's army, you will see the enemy turn on itself and destroy itself. Mm -hmm. I predict that the progressive left radical anarchist will turn on the establishment Democrats uh, and they will destroy themselves. That's that's my prediction. Yeah. So uh, one way or another, uh, God will deliver a victory. That's what I believe. So my calendar is at chrisannhall.com. There's a calendar at chrisannhall.com. If you go to my calendar, you'll see where I'm at. We are traveling all as we are traveling more than we possibly can. So I want to ask you, please, uh, we're not it's it's quite likely we are not going to show up in your backyard to teach you. So I have to ask you in in all of good faith. Go to the calendar, find the place that's closest to you and go. I mean, we have people that drive two hours, two and a half hours to go because this is important. And I'll remind you, we're actually traveling from Florida. So anybody traveling farther from us than us, you know, that that's a deal. But if we're making it to your state, please, please come. Let me give you a little piece of political evidence to support what I just said. Um, the squad was reelected. The losses in the House were basically establishment Democrats. The radical anarchist left will be emboldened while at the same time being frustrated mm -hmm. in not being able to accomplish their mm -hmm. agenda. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I believe like Gideon's army, they will turn on one another and be destroyed. All right. Since there's so many questions going on in the chat room, chrisannhall.com calendar. Oh, that was easy. There we go. Here we are in November. Texarkana, Texas. Texarkana, Texas. Gilmer, Texas. We will be in Port St. Lucie, Florida. We will be in, I think that's it, December. Check this out. In December because of the holiday. Oh, that one's not updated yet. So because of the holiday, we don't have much in December, but we are starting to plan for January 2021. So go to our calendar and watch and watch. If you have something that you want to set up, contact us. There's a contact form right here. Contact us right there. If you don't have a website, just put don't have a website and that will get your form through there. And, uh, Everybody's welcome. Everybody. But we go everywhere armed. <laughs> Hashtag just saying. Just saying.
All right. Well, God bless you guys for joining us. Thank you for spending our a few extra minutes with us today. JC and I will be traveling tomorrow. So we will have a rebroadcast scheduled for you tomorrow. Uh, why don't you just share your friends and families, our educational stuff, and we will see you on the flip side. Did we get, did we lose this? Oh, Dave Adkins. Thank you so much for your super chat, David Atkins. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your service, sir. God bless you guys. We will see you. Uh, Chris Ann Craig gets the right button next time. Yeah.